Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel one by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chased by Gamble. 20, 10. What a run. Touchdown. Spectacular run. Here's the fake. Meyer looking. Meyer finding the other tight end. Irv Smith touchdown. Five fire rocket touchdown. Irish. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. It is eight minutes after six o'clock. We begin hour number two for Budweiser's weekday sports beat on this Wednesday. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. And of course, college football nowadays, there is really no downtime. Transfer portal, NIL, a lot of things happening, although things have quieted down a little bit on the Notre Dame beat outside of recruiting. So we can just talk some basic Notre Dame football topics leading into the 2023 campaign. And Tyler, let me start with this. I had a Twitter question recently and I asked our listeners to chime in. 189.1 yards per game was the rushing total for the Fighting Irish last year. And I asked them, would the Irish average more or less and slightly Winning that particular vote was less yardage at 50.7%. The next day I asked them, what's the number one reason why you believe they will rush for fewer yards? And winning that easily was having a better quarterback on this year's team, which of course is Sam Hartman. So there's kind of two parts to this question. Do you feel like the Irish will run for more or less yards this year? And if your answer is less, do you believe the big reason is Sam Hartman? Well, I guess you know. usually I vote on these things when I see you tweet them out, Darren, but I did not this time. But you would have thought that I had because I kind of agree with the people. I'm going to go with less than 189.1 yards. And the primary reason is, is yes, probably Sam Hartman being at quarterback and Notre Dame is going to throw it around a little bit more. I think they're going to have – it's not just that they're going to throw it around a little bit more. It's that they're going to have more success throwing it around and when you have success doing something what do you ultimately end up doing more of that thing so I think the Notre Dame offense is going to be really balanced look this team is still going to run the ball and it's going to run the ball a lot but if you figure you know Audric Estime is going to average I don't know you'd love for him to average 100 yards per game and throughout the course of a 12-13 game season he ends up at 1200 1300 yards all of a sudden at that point you're talking about you know one of the biggest most prolific running back seasons that Notre Dame has ever had in its history and you're still looking for 89 yards per game uh, from anybody not named Logan Diggs at this point so I think that's going to be a little bit of an ask and then going back to the uh, beginning of my answer uh, absolutely Sam Hartman and if you think that Notre Dame I mean, last year was a little bit of an anomaly because Drew Pine was the quarterback. The offense was a mess. You had Michael Mayer. You had those running backs, but you pretty much had nothing else. I mean, even the wide receivers didn't really show up. And that's going to have to happen for Hartman. Uh, There was a question on our message board today. Do you think 
Sam Hartman's going to go over under 275 pass yards per game. And I thought to myself, well, shoot, he averaged 308 at Wake Forest two seasons ago. He averaged 302 at Wake Forest last season. But I think it's going to be a little different here because Notre Dame likes to run the ball. Notre Dame can run the ball. And then you think of about Notre Dame's history. There, there's only two quarterbacks in the history of Notre Dame football that have averaged more than 275 passing yards per game, and that's mm-hmm. Brady Quinn and Jimmy Clausen. Those are the only two guys who've ever done it. Two seasons in the 100-plus-year history of Notre Dame. It's only happened twice. That said, I think Sam Hartman is somewhere in the 260 yards per game uh, discussion. And then if you think Notre Dame has, let's say they have the 30th best offense in yards per game in college football next year. Last year, that would have been around 440 yards per game. And if you subtract 260 from that, all of a sudden you're talking about a rushing offense that has 180 yards. That's less than 189. So I think they get close to it in terms of the rushing total, but I, I do not think they get 190 more yards, 190 yards per game or more. I agree with everything you said, but let me play devil's advocate for a second. You mentioned estimate maybe getting 1,200, 1,300 yards. I wonder if he can get that high if the Notre Dame football team goes back to that three-man rotation at the running back position that Dylan McCullough has even talked about this spring that he'd like to keep going, but – at that time, Logan Diggs was still on the roster. Now that Diggs is at LSU, I wonder if that changes the thinking of that three-man running back rotation. And maybe you have two with a sprinkled-in third guy, which might open the door for Estimate to get to those totals. Yeah, absolutely. I was just at the Irish Invasion recruiting camp uh, on Sunday, and I forget who I was talking to, but we were talking about the running back outlook. And I said, look, estimate is a clear number one. So that, that's already different than last year because last year you had two number ones. I mean, estimate and Diggs, you look at their numbers, estimate was a little bit more efficient, but Diggs had more carries. Diggs missed a significant part of the first. I mean, he missed an entire game against Cal, against Marshall and Ohio State. He only combined for 11 rushes. It's funny, in the last seven games, I wrote this at blueandgold.com this week, in the last seven games of the regular season, uh, and, and including the bowl game. So the last seven games total, Logan Diggs actually had more carries than Audrey Gassime. Logan Diggs was essentially the number one running back on this team. And that has a lot to do with Audrey Gassime fumbling there and part of those seven games. And he lost some time because of that. But you take Logan Diggs off the table, all of a sudden Audrey Gassime is your clear number one. And I agree with you. You, you find a two, but I, I, I think instead of 1A, 1B, like it was with Estime and Diggs, all of a sudden you have one with Estime, and then you have to find 2A and 2B, and those guys are going to split you know, however many carries it is. Whatever Notre Dame wants to do, distribution-wise, run pass, you find 2A and 2B, those guys kind of split carries, but Estime is definitely going to be the number one. So I think he definitely has – it would shock me, put it this way, it would shock me if he – has less than 900 I think it was 920 yards he had last year it would shock me if he has less than that uh it would also shock me if he goes over say 1300 because I do think Notre Dame wants to get other people involved so I think he'll live somewhere in that 1000 to 1200 yard range I know we agreed last year we kind of like that two-man rotation rather than three and when you have a combination of digs and estimate, I mean, that is an awesome combination. And those two only had 60% of the carries last year. And I guess as a fan and watching these two great running backs, it's hard to imagine they only had 60%. Now, Tyree had 100 carries last year. He's not going to be a part of the equation. I'm not sure how much they're going to run Sam Hartman. 
compared to where he was a couple of years ago. He was running a lot more than he did last year. So it just seems like 60% is too low when you have two talented guys like Diggs and Estime. And I'm not diminishing the other running backs, but those two separated themselves from the competition. Yeah, I don't want to diminish anyone else either, but I will say this. Uh, There's probably a reason that Chris Tyree is looking like a full-time wide receiver right now. I think 100 carries, and it was cool that, I was Notre Dame the only program in the FBS last year to have three guys to have 100 carries? I think that might have been the stat, maybe one or two programs. Um, I want to say they were the only one. That was cool. Uh, It made for some really cool graphics at On3 and blueandgold.com, some awesome storylines and whatnot. But I think too many carries went to Chris Tyree, and that goes back to the conversations we had last fall where it just it was very hard to justify taking the ball out of the hands of Estime and Diggs when, you know, like I said, when Di- when Estime stopped fumbling as much as he did, he was just a bruising back, and he was doing so many great things. Or Diggs got better. See, look, I-, I can't even say these two guys' names without saying one, you know, one without the other. That's how good they were. They were interchangeable. And I just think too many carries went to Chris Tyree. Yeah. To be fair, late in the year, those carries did get pulled back a little bit from Tyree, but still 100. That's a big number. In the early 90s, when Notre Dame had like seven All-American running backs, maybe you have three guys <laughs> with 100. Okay, let's go to a different topic. Since we started by talking about the running game and how it may not look as good because you have Sam Hartman as your quarterback, For Irish fans, what do you think Sam Hartman's numbers could look like over this 12-game regular season? Yeah, I alluded alluded to it a little bit earlier. Um, I think he's going to be somewhere in that, like, 260 to 270 yards per game range, and people are going to be saying, well, why isn't he throwing for as much as he did at Wake Forest? The the situation is Mm -hmm. completely different than it was at Wake Forest. He was chasing games at Wake Forest, so he had to throw the ball 40 times a game. I wouldn't be surprised if he only throws the ball 40 times a game, maybe once or twice this year. I mean, Jack, you saw it with Jack Cohn two seasons ago where you would love for Jack Cohn to live somewhere in that 20 to 25 pass attempts per game range, but all of a sudden he's throwing for 68 or whatever it was in the Fiesta Bowl. That's because Notre Dame didn't have a running game. They didn't have their guy Kyron Williams in that game, so – if Notre Dame does what it wants to do, which is run the ball to set up Sam Hartman's pass, to set up his deep pass, you know, the, the arm that everyone talks about, the touch on the, the deep ball that everyone talks about, I think at that point you're probably going to only see him. Uh, and you probably let Sam Hartman throw it a little bit more than Jack Cohn, but as soon as you start getting up to like 35 pass attempts, you're, you're thinking, uh, why is this happening? Why aren't we controlling this game? What's going on here? So, I do think the number comes down, the, the passing yards total. But here's another thing. I think the interception total comes down. I think he becomes a more efficient quarterback. Maybe you're seeing a Sam Hartman who only throws seven or eight interceptions this season when the last couple of years, I think he's thrown, was it 25, 25 or 26 in the last two seasons? I mean, that's too many. I mean, you're, you're averaging over one per game at that point. I think he averages less than one interception per game. And I also think he's first with, 40 touchdown passes this year uh that might be the hottest take that i've had in talking about sam hartman in this conversation but i think it's set up for him to to do really well when i was watching him in january and february for that series i did at blueandgold.com watching literally his every throw from last season really really good red zone player i mean he can pick you apart he throws the ball to the right areas in the red zone so 
you might see less bruising one-yard touchdown runs out of Aldrick Estime, but you might see more, you know, two-yard fades from the from the goal line, or, or even slants mm-hmm. over the middle. Consider that. How about that concept? Slants over the middle in the end zone. I think you see some of that. So, I think he flirts with 40 touchdown passes, throws for about 260 yards a game, and perhaps the biggest thing out of all of that is the interception total coming down. And for context, context. Context for our listeners, Pine averaged 183 yards passing per game. Buckner was at 217. And, and by the way, Davis Sherwood was 1.5 yards. He had one completion for 20 yards. But 11 interceptions combined between Pine and Buckner last year. We're talking Notre Dame football with Blue and Gold's Tyler Horka on WSBT Radio. I think sometimes we all get hung up, and maybe rightfully so. Does my favorite football team have a number one wide receiver? Does my quarterback have a go-to wide receiver when it's third down and eight? Is there a guy that my team's quarterback can rely on? Hey, last year, Michael Mayer was number one, number two, and number three favorite target of Drew Pine. Do you think Sam Hartman is going to have a go-to target? Does he need a go-to target? I kind of am of the thinking that, yeah, a quarterback should have that number one guy. It doesn't matter what level you're playing at. Every team, it's not even really a quarterback thing. It's a team thing. You need to have a number one wide receiver. The scary thing for Notre Dame this year is they don't have one on paper. There, there is not a guy that you look at and say, yep, he's the guy. I think you get a little bit more comfortable when you think that Sam Hartman created a number one guy out of A.T. Perry when probably nobody thought that he was going to have the career that he did. Now he's, he's off to the NFL and, and might even carve out a career for himself there. Uh, and Sam Hartman made guys like Donovan Green at Wake Forest really good. Jamal Banks, well, I think both of those guys are returning for them. I would not be shocked if their numbers come significantly down because Sam Hartman isn't there. So you think that a lot of people's numbers at Notre Dame are going to go up from what they were. If I had to single out one guy, I think it's Jaden Thomas because he, you know, this is a guy that Chancey Stuckey rants and raves about the short area quickness. He can win those slants. He can get open when you need three. He can get open when you need seven. We even saw it last year at points in time where he's beating people 30 yards down the field. So he's in all levels of the field type of guy when he's at his best. And now he has a quarterback that can throw him open in those situations. Uh, he's a junior. And obviously everyone talked about the junior class of him, Deion Colsey, Lorenzo Styles. Lorenzo Styles is gone. Deion Colsey kind of became a revelation last year, but I, I still do have some questions about his athleticism, his durability, what he looks like over the course of a 12-game season. Jaden Thomas is a guy that played pretty much every single down almost of, of all 13 games last year. It was him, Braden Lindsey, and Lorenzo Styles. Two of those guys are gone now, and you're left with Jaden Thomas. I think Sam Hartman makes him better. I think he's improving just on his own. And this might finally be the coming out party for one of those junior wide receivers who uh, we kind of fell in love with in 2021, but haven't really done a whole lot in two years. I think he gets it done this year. We're getting short on time. So let me sneak in one more question. Let's go to special teams for a moment, Tyler. Last year, special teams, Prince Collie was out there the most. Isaiah Foskey had an impact with several block kicks. They were the special team stars last year, among the stars. Who could be the leading special team star candidates in 2023? Yeah, Prince Collie was awesome on special teams. I think he was the number one 
special teams player on the team per pro football focus. Uh, everyone remembers the touchdowns. Everyone remembers Foskey's blocked kicks. I mean, those two guys were awesome. So you're losing your best two special teams players. I look at a guy like Junior Tui Halamaka because he's number two on the depth chart right now at Viper, but I'm really starting to buy into the Jordan Patello hype, and I know that I should be cautious there because he's a senior and – you know, usually you're kind of pronounced at this point in your career. If you're a defensive end, you kind of know what you have there, and there's still a little bit of a mystery to him. But, you know, just looking at him, I, I think if you give him all the reps, he's a guy that could have 10 sacks at the end of the year, and you say, okay, he did his job. So if that's the case, Junior Tui Halamaka is not going to play as much defensively because they've been grooming him to be that Viper, and all of a sudden you got Patello who can play all three downs at Viper. You still want a guy like Tui Halamaka to make a difference. And he's a guy that has linebacker background, so he's got that athleticism. He's put on a few more pounds. He can make the big hits in the open field. That's what you're looking for. And the special teams, he can come off the edge, try to block some kicks like Foskey did last year. So he's a guy that's just right there at the door. He wants to bang it down. If it's not going to be on defense this year, then I kind of have a feeling it's going to be on special teams. All right, let's talk about Blue and Gold Illustrated. First off, you guys have a new writer, and it looks like you've got a new special for new subscribers. Yeah, Jack Sobel is our new writer. He's the new Patrick Engel. I wish Patrick all the best. He was an awesome co-worker for the last couple of years. He's uh, moving into something a little different, but, but Jack's ready to hit the ground running, already has covered men's basketball for us. So look for his stories up on men's basketball. Obviously, he's helping out with football as well. He's got some stories on football already on the site. So go to blueandgold.com. You'll see him there. If you subscribe, you can interact with him on the message board, which is absolutely one of the coolest things you can do if you're a Blue and Gold subscriber. And then right now, um, I should know this off the top of my head, but I think it's only $1 for three months. Yes. So we have that deal running again. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. That, that'll lead you right into football season if you do the $1 for three months. Um, you're going to want to buy a – a year subscription once football season starts. I can guarantee you that because nobody covers Notre Dame football like we do. And then we're actually in the next week, we're putting the preview magazine uh, to bed and that thing's going to go to print and you'll see it on shelves if you're in South Bend. But the best way to get that thing is to go to our website and you can go to any of the articles that we posted at blueandgold.com at the very bottom. You'll find, you'll find a pre-order link. That thing will be delivered straight to your mailbox. And I mean, that's 160 pages of nothing but Notre Dame football. That'll lead you right up into August 26th for that season opener, which is quickly approaching. I think it's only 80 days away. So you've got 80 days to read 160 pages. That's two pages a day if you've got that thing today. You're not going to get it till July. Trust me, that'll take you all the way up to August 26th. You don't want to miss it. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 